Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's up, everyone? I'm Dr. Christian Conti. I want to welcome you to emotional management. What is that all about, emotional management? <laughs> Look, wherever you are right now in your life, one inescapable reality is you're experiencing emotions. Maybe you're angry. Maybe you're, maybe you're fed up. Maybe you're tired of seeing the things that you're seeing. Maybe you're anxious about what might come. Maybe you're sad. Maybe you're struggling with depression about the past. Wherever you are, one absolute reality is this. I've done more than 20,000 plus hours of clinical counseling. I've, I've seen people from all over the world. And I've come to the profound realization that in life, it really boils down to two kinds of people. There are people who have issues and dead people. So, so if you're currently alive, you have issues. So do I. So does everyone. The question boils down to what do we do with it? If you're struggling and you'd like some insight, if you'd like to talk to me, I'd love to talk to you. The number is 866 391 1020. Now look, we have a bunch of emails. We're going to get to those emails. We're going to answer those questions. But I love, first and foremost, speaking with people. I think sometimes people are hesitant to call in this show because as I've met people out in the community a lot and they've said, man, I'd love to, I'd love to call in, but I have to get up the courage to call in. And I say to people all the time, and I'm saying to you right here, right now, I would love for you to call in and recognize that even though it might feel, it might feel like everyone knows your voice, everyone knows exactly what you're talking about, the more accurate reality is people listen to this show from all over the world and the reality is it's, it's housed in a local station so you might feel like if you're local or even if you're at a distance, everybody's going to know me in my town but the truth is, it's a radio show, and they're not. And I want to be able to talk to you. I love doing this. I'm so appreciative for KDKA Radio because KDKA says, let's let's do this. Let's provide this service for people when people are struggling. Let's, let's give them a place where they can call in and talk about what's going on. And that's exactly what I want to do. I want to talk about the things that are going on in your life. So here's... Here's one of the things that I wanted to kind of set the stage for tonight. 
Tonight's show, listen, we can go whatever direction you want to go in, so don't hesitate if you're trying to call in about a particular issue, but really what I wanted to go in was how ego gets in the way of our peace. It does. Ego blocks our peace, and I'm going to give you a very specific way in which it does. There's something called hindsight bias. Here's what it is, hindsight. In other words, we go through an event, we see everything that happens, and now we have the benefit of looking back in hindsight. <laughs> so watch this, this is incredible. So our ego, they our egos convince us that whatever we learn through the experience of a situation, well, we already knew that. So let me show you an example of how hindsight bias and there's something else called confirmation bias. Confirmation bias is the belief that whatever you look for in life, you're going to see. So if you want to see someone as foolish, doesn't matter what they do, doesn't matter how well they handle a situation. If you want to see them as foolish, you will wait and watch them until they mess up and then you'll call them foolish. But again, you and I, we, we both do foolish things. We all do foolish things from time to time. But let me show you how I'm watching hindsight bias unfold in the world today. So we're talking about, should we reopen the country? Should we not reopen the country? And, and those questions might be best left to people who are in charge and can decide those outcomes. But the part that I'm interested in, the part that I want to help you with is this. Those of you who are out there watching everything unfold in the context of hindsight bias will do this. If the people in charge are people you like, then whatever decision they make, you're going to say, yeah, see, they, they really had the best interest in mind. And if the people in charge are people you don't like, it doesn't matter what they do. You're just going to watch them for any mistake they make and say, well, well, they should have done this. And here's the deal. Here's the question. Here's the thing I have for you tonight. If there was a room that was filled with anger and hatred, would you go lock yourself willingly? Would you willingly go lock yourself in that kind of a room? My guess is you're probably saying, no, why would I lock myself in a room that I couldn't get out of that was pure anger and hatred? But yet, if you operate on hindsight bias, if you operate on confirmation bias, the reality is you probably are very much so locking yourself in anger and hatred. In other words, whatever decisions are made by any leaders in front of you, you're just watching them. Look, here's a very specific example. Let me get very specific. If the hindsight bias leads you to saying, well, if they open the country and you don't want them, if you don't want them to open it, if they reopen it, you say, the you just watch like a hawk for anyone who gets sick, and you say, see, they were wrong, they shouldn't have done it. And if you don't want them to open it, if they don't and nothing happens, you go, well, no, it, see, it's all exactly the way I thought. Whatever it is, maybe my examples aren't the best, but whatever it is, we the point is we watch for what we want. Look, tonight, I want to dive into this full steam, but I would love to talk to you first and foremost. So if you want to talk to me, give me a call. 866-391-1020 is a number, but 
in my opening, I need to say to my big sister, happy birthday, because I know your, your, your birthday's coming up tomorrow. So happy birthday, Melanie. God bless everyone out there. Numbers 866-391-1020. Give me a call. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. Welcome to Emotional Management. It's your weekly checkup from the neck up. Here's the number, 866-391-1020. I'd love to talk to you. Look, maybe you're, you're wondering, should I call in? I don't know. Should I say something? Yes, please do. I'd love to hear from you. So I started off in this intro. I started talking about this hindsight bias and confirmation bias. These sound like fancy psychological terms, but let's get to the heart of what they actually mean. They mean this. We have a tendency. This is what our ego does. This is how our ego messes with us. Our ego actually, once we see an answer, we start to convince ourselves that we knew that answer ahead of time. So I'll give you an example. We were in a Disney World uh, this past year, and there's this beautiful ride called Soarin'. Oh my goodness, is it beautiful. You're kind of flying over all these beautiful different places and the scenery, the music. Oh, it's just amazing. So this ride is so spectacular at Disney World that the lines get very long for it. And when you're standing in a long line, it can be awfully, you know, listen, people can get agitated. They can get irritable. I want to be, I want to be up on this ride already. So they can become impatient. So Disney World is bright and they think ahead of time. So they, they set up a, a system where they, they have screens and projections up on the wall where they do activities that keep people occupied who are in the line. So one of the activities they do is they ask trivia questions. And the trivia questions come equipped with A, B, C, or D answers. And it's fun. It's fun to watch. It's fun to play. It's fun to be a part of. But as you're standing in line, I want you to picture this. So you're standing in line. You want to get to where you're going. You're, you're feeling a little impatient. And you look up on the wall, and there's some trivia. So you say to your family and your loved ones around you, let's play this trivia. All right, boom. So the first question is up on the board and we see that when that question comes up there's an there's a choice with the answers a b c or d so you say b it's b it's definitely b and then the the board starts to eliminate answers well it's not a and then boom they eliminate b and now they come up with let's say the answer is d now you say, well, I knew it was D. Oh, I knew it. I was going to say that. I didn't mean to say the other. I meant to say this one. Because once you get the answer, here's what ego does. Ego convinces you that you already knew that answer all along. Because it is very difficult for any of us to lead with true humility and say, I didn't know the answer. I was completely wrong. So instead, our brain tries to trick us into believing that we already knew the answer ahead of time. Here's why this can be a very viable problem for you moving forward. If you're thinking the country should reopen or not reopen, whatever your side is, whatever you fall on, then any decisions that are made, anything that happens, once the decision is made, and again, remember, decisions are made from leaders before they have the final answer and the real critique of anything occurs 
once we have the answer, then people begin to be very arrogant, very certain. Well, whatever I saw, that was the truth. And the more you understand this, the more you can set your ego aside and lead with humility. I'm telling you, this is something that once we shine light on it, it's tough to unsee. Anyway, let's go to the phone lines. Greg, uh, you're on. Greg, you're on Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. What's up, the smooth operator? How you been? My man, Greg, how are you? I'm doing fine. I want to tell everybody in America, it's been some bad times, a lot of bad situations going on. This is where the tough gets tougher. This is mm. where strong-minded people come in and help other people out in a lot mm. of their bad times. A lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people's businesses is going down. This is the time where you have to take it to God and come with your A-game program with your brain. You know, you can't... Oh, I love that. I love that A-game, Greg. A-game. I love that. I love that A-game because you're right. You know, that's... That's when you've had a lot. You've endured some things over the years, and you're just so strong that you can handle this too. You just got to be patient. You got to be calm, and you got to have a lot of confidence in God. Trust and believe, my brother. Always. I like that. To you, the smooth operator. You have a nice. My man, I appreciate you, Greg. Thank you so much. I love it. I love your comments. I think they're beautiful. I think it's powerful. I think it's so true. Look, we are all going to have a tendency to believe that this is how things should or should not have unfolded. But the truth is, we're all doing the best we can. I, I heard a statement once, many years ago, and it, it really has resonated with me. And it's it's been something that's been important to me throughout my life. And that is, people do the best they can with what they have in any given moment. People do the best they can with what they have in any given moment. And this is, and when, when Greg talks about let's be strong in our faith and our belief in God, like this is a beautiful time to really reflect on that. We do the best that we can with what we have in any given moment. And whereas I can imagine people, listeners outside, all of you out there listening might agree with that, can you agree with that when you encounter people who oppose what you believe? Well, listen, if you can't and you're struggling and you say, hey, Doc, I'd love to learn how to do that. Give me a call. 866-391-1020 is the number. I'd love to talk to you. My name is Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. We're back. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. Listen, this is the time to call in. If you want to talk, this is the time to call in. Your access is right here. 866-391-1020. Doesn't matter what you're struggling with. Doesn't matter the issue. And give me a call. I would love, love to talk to you. So at the top of the show, I started to talk about this concept of if you, if you saw a room and that room was filled with anger and hatred, and, and if you knew, I mean, if you knew that ahead of time that if you go into that room, that that room, it doesn't have door handles on the inside. So you're going to get yourself in there. You're going to get stuck. Now, if you knew that that room was filled with anger and hatred, would you willingly, 
But would you willingly put yourself in that kind of a room? Would you lock yourself in that kind of a room? And I really want you to hear this, this metaphor. Because if you would not choose to put yourself in a room filled with anger and hatred, then I've got a question for you. Now listen, this question might sting a little if this is you. But it's okay, because the only sting is to the ego, not to the essence. Here's the question. Why continuously pull up stuff that makes you angry? Why continuously look for things that make you angry? Let's say that you're infuriated with leadership right now. Whether that leadership is, is, is local, state, national, whatever that leadership is. Whether that leadership falls on the side that you like or the side that you don't like. If you really are upset with leadership, I want you to understand how you are willingly putting yourself in a room filled with anger and hatred. Here's how. If you think, well, listen, I, I hate this person. I hate everything they do. Then no matter what they do, no matter what they do, you're going to be upset because in every given answer, there are multiple paths. Everything we decide that will, it will create multiple paths. And if you don't like someone, whatever they do, you'll say, that was terrible. I never would have done that. And whatever they don't do, you say, that was terrible. I would have done this. Now, the accurate reality, and this is, again, it stings. Oh, does it sting when we talk to our egos in this way? But the more accurate reality is this. You would not have done that because if you would have done that, go ahead and say it now. You see, what's fascinating about people who criticize is they criticize from a place where they're not willing to offer a solid answer which, if you get information that shows you were off, leaves you open to being criticized. You see, when we're not in leadership positions, we're free to say, well, I would have done this. But we only say those decisions once we know the answer. So instead of tricking our egos and filling our pride with the reality, with the, um, not the reality, with the unreality, that we are perfect and we know all the answers instead what if we're able to lead with humility well here's why here's why i invite people to lead with humility somebody said to me recently man doc you are always trying to tell us that what we know might not be true and i say yes but i do that with myself too let me let me be clear i start with myself i don't ever stand from a position and say that the things which i believe are absolute truth I'm first to tell you that maybe I'm off. Maybe everything you believe is perfect reality and perfect truth. And what I believe is completely wrong. And I'm okay with that. Because I genuinely don't think as a human being I need to have all the answers. And why am I taking time on a radio show to even express that? Well, here's why. Because when we do believe, when we convince ourselves with our pride and our ego that we have the answers then, oh my goodness, anytime someone makes a decision that's different from what we think we would have made, probably not even different from what we would have actually made, but different from what we think we would have made, we allow ourselves to be so angry, so miserable, and it is no different, honestly, and this is why I love to think in terms of metaphors, it's no different than locking yourself in a room of anger and hatred and doing so willingly.
All right, let's go to questions. Um, Asahi, Asahi from Japan writes, Hi, Dr. Conti, when I get really angry, I break things. It seems like every time gets more powerful than the last, but I'm so sick of all of it. I don't like who I've become. Please help me. I desperately need your help. Asahi uh, from Japan. Asahi, thank you so much for your question. And I'll be honest, I feel very genuinely humbled that you're asking me this question from halfway around the world. So thank you so much. All right, so when you get angry, you break things. Here's why. Look, when we're angry, when we don't know what to do, we, we, we basically are tapping into uh, an area of our brain that controls or, or is supposed to control our impulses. So if we have a lack of impulse control, we get angry, we lash out, we break things. If we have impulse control, when we get angry, we don't have to react to it. In other words, all right. So I was I was speaking in a prison today, and we were I was in a I was in a restricted housing unit, and this uh, this noise went off. It was kind of like a fire alarm type noise. And the moment the alarm that noise went off, a couple of the inmates got really agitated really quickly. So I said hopefully even more quickly, was this. I said, I got, I'll, watch me now. I want you to focus on my face. Does my face look like I'm distraught at all? And some of the guys said no. And I said, I want to tell you why. The moment I heard that noise, the first thought I say to myself is, well, this is uncomfortable. I don't like it, but I can handle it. <laughs> and I want you to think about that. This is uncomfortable. I don't like it but I can handle it. So Asahi, when you get angry and you break things, you most likely break things because your mind is saying, I can't stand it. I can't stand this moment. And think about that. Think about the intensity that I can't stand it brings to any given moment. If you can't, stand it, then when something happens, your only option is to lash out. What I would argue, what I would argue for you, what I would argue on behalf Asahi on your own piece is this. I would argue that you say to yourself, you absolutely can stand it. Because that doesn't mean you like it. I didn't enjoy that sound. But not enjoying a sound and not being able to stand it are two radically different things. If I really truly believe that I can't stand something, then I'm most likely going to lash out fiercely. I'm going to lash out strongly. But if I say to myself, I don't like it, but it's not the end of the world and I can handle it, well, imagine how much differently I'm able to experience this moment. And I practiced this. So one of the inmates said, listen, all right, but, 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 but I tried saying that. No, listen, it's not a matter of saying it once. It's something that you have to practice. That's like someone who's never worked out before saying, well, I tried those push-ups. I didn't get strong. How many did you do? Well, I did it. I did them twice. <laughs> well, you did two push-ups and you thought you were going to be strong? Come on now, you've got to do push-ups over and over again, day in, day out, for a very long period of time before you're going to get strong. Oh, well then what's the use? The use is it's going to take effort. 
And once you align your expectations with the reality that it's going to take time, now you're prepared to practice and implement that time. And the same is true for our mindsets. Sure, we're not going to just do one push-up and be strong. We're not just going to say one time, oh, I, I can handle it. I don't like it. But the more you practice it, the better you get. <laughs> Listen, we got a whole bunch for you to practice. I would love to hear from you. The number is 866-391-1020 if you'd like to talk to me. Well, I'd love to talk to you, so give me a call. 866-391-1020. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. We've got a whole, much, whole, a whole bunch more coming up on Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. Welcome back to Emotional Management. There are a lot of wonderful, incredible listeners out there, but one of you in particular happens to be my big sister and is having a birthday tomorrow, so I just want to say happy birthday again my big sister Melanie, I hope you have a beautiful day tomorrow. Look, we're all going through so much, so many different things, so many things that we don't necessarily recognize that others are also struggling. So for example, for example, whatever's going on in your mind right now, that's present. That's present for you. It matters. It matters. It matters because it matters to you. But it also matters because you matter. But at the same time, I think it is also, I think it is also really important for us to step back and realize that so many other people are also struggling. I see this time and again. I see this time and again. I want to go to the email. I have a question from Riley. Riley's 16 years old. Riley says, I, I think I am bipolar or have very bad anger problems. And I was wondering if you could help me or just give me some advice. So Riley, first of all, at 16 years old, to be looking around the internet to try to find some help and to reach out, I think that speaks volumes about you. It also tells me something else, Riley. It means you're going through a really tough time. Because obviously, if at 16 years old, you're going through so much that you're saying, man, I need to look out for something. But it gives, it shows me there's a tremendous strength inside of you. Because Riley, I can promise you that there are people who are twice, three times your age and still not ready to reach out for help. So I think that's beautiful. First and foremost, Riley, I want you to hear this from me. If there is an adult, a, count, a school counselor, maybe if you're not able to get into school, and I, I see this email just came up today, so if you're obviously not in school and you can't access that counselor, if there is an adult who's around you, who you trust, who's a good person, I definitely would go to that person because I, I think it's so important for young people to have an adult in their lives that they can go to, that they can trust. When it comes to school, reaching out, and, and I, I do want people to hear this. So listen, if you're a young person and you're tuning into the show tonight, I want you to know this about your school counselors. Your school counselors got into that profession because they genuinely care. They care. They care about you. So even sending them an email and saying, hey, 
Is there any chance we could jump on a quick call? Is there any chance we could talk real quickly? Um, I think it's so important for all of you out there who are young to reach out to your school counselors. Or, or and, and, and if you have a school counselor and that person doesn't resonate with you, being able to talk to your parents and say, well, I'd love to talk to somebody. I'd love to be able to have a counselor I could talk to, a social worker, a mental health worker. I think that's so important. So, so Riley, let me, let me jump on this first. Although I appreciate that you are coming into contact with uh, formal psychological terms like bipolar disorder or something like that, I want you to understand this, too. Anytime young people begin to study the field of psychology or the medical profession in general, we have a tendency when we start studying it to see that we can fall into categories and diagnose ourselves. We can say, well, well, I struggle with this and I struggle with that. But here's what I want you to know. And I really, I really want you to hear this. The truth is that all life happens on a continuum. And to truly, genuinely experience what is classified or diagnosed as a disorder any of these symptoms have to interfere with your daily functioning. And you might say, well, it does interfere with my daily functioning. I feel happy. I feel sad. Um, I appreciate that. And that's why I want you to talk to somebody in your area that can help give you some more insight when they sit down with you personally. But I also want you to not be quick to jump into a diagnosis. And instead, I want you to understand this. Here's the lesson. Here's my answer for you, Riley. Our minds search rapidly to match our bodies. So if your body feels uncomfortable, if your body feels in uh, disarray in any way, then it's most likely that your mind is going to race to make up a story to match. So you might think, I feel agitated. I feel irritable all the time. What's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with you. Let me tell you something. Look at this this incredible, powerful human brain of yours with more than 100 billion neurons and neural connections. Oh, my goodness. It takes time to cook. It takes time to create this brain. And along the way, when our brain is forming, and brains don't fully form until 24, maybe even 28 years old, there are going to be moments when you feel agitated, you feel irritable, at levels that you truly can't understand. And when you feel agitated, when you feel irritable, you might quickly race to make up a story. It's someone else. Someone else is the problem. Or maybe there's something wrong with me because one moment I feel happy, another moment I feel sad. Here's the deal. It's your brain developing. And be easy on yourself. Be easy on yourself. Instead of running with whatever goes on in your mind. Step back, pause, be mindful. Look at it, become the observer. What if you could watch your mind without reacting to it? There's a way to learn to do that. That's why I'd love for you to talk to an adult in your area, whether it's a school counselor or a professional counselor. I'd love for you to do it. Hey, we got a whole bunch more coming up in the second hour. I'd love to talk to you. 866-391-1020 is a number. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio.